so here we are. How you going, buddy? Yep, um, we've made it. Made it where? We're, we're uh, episode two. Oh, yeah, that is an achievement. Considering this is the second time we've tried episode two. Yep, yep, So yep. we've made it. Yeah, we episode have. Episode two, take two. All right, how's it going? Yeah, we're all right. How are you? Oh, I'm good. So I see you're just looking up your parkrun results. How did you go kind of following up from your big win at Invercargill Parkrun that we talked about in episode one? Oh, well, um, yeah, well, oddly enough, um, I was first in my age group. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so it's just, um, just racking up the wins, really. You've made me want to look up my parkrun results now, so how did I go? Whoa, oh. I was first in my age group too. Oh, wow, we, well, we are winners. We are winners, and uh, and I and I see you're um, in the the top ten. I mean, it's, uh, it's overall. I mean, it's not first overall like I got the other week. No, no, it's not first. No, it's not first, first. But yeah, top ten's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, well, uh, what are we going to do for this um, podcast? Um. Oh socks. well, I think. Do you want socks? You. Because I know you were talking a lot about socks in take one. Oh, it was sock. Yeah, okay, yeah. So we can do sock chat. That might come up. Yep. Um, we could. I think we could discuss the backyard prolapse. Yep. Which is. Yep. How many hours are they into now? 20, 22, 22 at 20, last count. Yep. Yeah, it's just still, coming up to 23, actually. Okay, cool, cool, yep. cool. Right, and we've had a few few um, few winners from that event. We have had some golden ticket winners already. Oh, shall we just start exciting. talking about that? Okay, we could just oh, yeah. start talking about that. Yeah. So so far, we have um, three golden ticket winners, which is pretty exciting. Yep. The first winner of a Crash the Cargo longest shortest day golden ticket was Gary Philpot. Oh, congratulations, Gary! Gary, you were the first to. Um, crash out of uh, of the official starters. And that makes you a winner. That makes you a winner. Congratulations. You have uh, won a free entry to Crash the Cable Longest Shortest Day on beginning on June 21st uh, at 8pm. Conditions apply. Conditions apply. The second winner we had was the uh, most average performance. Um, and the winner of that uh, golden ticket was Alex Garden. Congratulations, Alex. Congratulations. Yep, congratulations, Alex. So um, that was a special um, prize for the most average performance because you were the 24th out of 47 starters, which we believe is a really honourable position to be in. I don't think being average is actually um, celebrated enough in our society. No, it's not. So you usually celebrate the, the, the top three and that's about it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if, if the Olympics, you know, gave, you know, made a habit of, of celebrating most average performance? Because mm. what's memorable? You know, they memor- you know, the, the worst performances, the people yeah. who really crap out, like, you know, the bad divers and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Or the um, ski jumpers that fail or that are crappy and... Or the, the swimmers that need the lifeguards to rescue them. Yeah, or the Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they, but they were all last. They weren't in the middle. They, were, I mean, they were. I mean, they weren't average. They were below average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. 
So and the winners get celebrated and the losers get celebrated. But yeah. no yeah. one oh, okay. yeah. celebrates averageness. I see where you're coming coming to. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, well, maybe like, um, I mean, we could uh, apply this sort of thinking to maybe crush Chicago later in the year where... We could try and be really average. Well, no, it's like the person that does the most um, most summits of Mount Cargill isn't the winner. Yeah, we could do it's that. It's the person we? in the middle. Yep. Oh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll put it to this, you know, we'll put it in the consideration bar, basket yeah, there. but we don't really have a winner, do we? Because it's not really a race. No, no. No. Some yeah. people might run more than everyone else, but that doesn't mean they're a winner. No, no. No, that's a good point. Okay, so we'll keep that in mind. But anyway, that's uh, um, that was Alex Garden. Congratulations, oh, Alex. Yeah, congratulations. Um, before we go any further, um, the jug boiled, Steve. Good point. Okay, I'm going to pause while we make the coffee. The yep. third winner of a uh, Crush the Cable Longest Shortest Day Golden Ticket goes to is Katie Wright. Oh, congratulations, Katie. She is the last woman standing. Yep. Um, and she's still going. So she's going for the overall last person standing, which is Last standing, still totally standing. Oh, man, that's a bit of an international trend, isn't it? That, um, what's that, 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 that prolapse race over in America where it all started? Yep. There was a, wasn't a woman that was almost the last person standing? There was a woman, yes. Yeah, she was, yeah, she... She was the second last person standing. Well, so what, she sat so, down or... Well, she DNF'd, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anyway, we've got a lot of DNFs at this event so far. There's been 42 of them, which yeah, means there's sure. only five people that haven't DNFed so far. We've got Andrew McDowell, Sean Collins, Ian Evans, Katie Wright, and Adam Keane. Adam's there representing uh, Crush the Cargill, of course. I mean, off, off, you know, like, um, for the listeners out there, you didn't hear um, our first take of this, episode two. But uh, uh, um, Adam Adam Keane was one of my predictions for um, contender. Yep. So uh, it's it's a bunch of good names up there now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty good when it comes to picking winners. I picked the winner of the Barnes Cross Country once. Really? Who was that? Um, Luke Easterbrook. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he's a first year runner, so like when people don't know how fast you can run. Yeah. Then you usually get a pretty decent handicap. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. My my uncle, he's 87 now, and he runs in a Christ College old boys race every year. Right, okay. Yep. And he was winning it for a couple of years in a row because he got a handicap. It was a 200-meter race, and I think he got an 80-meter handicap. Sweet. Oh, no, he had a 100-meter handicap. But then they knocked it back to only an 80 metre handicap this year and he didn't win. He got overtaken just before the line. Oh, gutted. Hey, maybe that's something we could do. We could maybe introduce, like, a say, a 20 metre handicap for Crush Chicago or something like that. Age related? Well, no, nah, we could just do a lucky draw to see who wins the, the head start. Yep. Yeah, something yep. like that. I think we should have an age related one. Okay. So the younger you are, the bigger the handicap. Right. By a metre for a year. Right. Yep. So unborn children would start first, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'd be up by the bridge, really. Yeah, so Anna Frost, if you're listening, and... She's not an unborn child. No, no, but she might have another unborn child. Oh, that's true. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, who else? She has, I mean, she has sort of 
got a trend of bringing unborn children along to crush the cargo. She has. Yeah. Yeah, in the long tradition of crush the cargo, she's done it the most. Well, every year she's been, she has. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yep, it's quite a habit. Yeah. All right. And um, so we're talking about that. Um, what else? So that was the relapse. No, prolapse. Prolapse. Which um, we've got to congratulate the um, organisers of the prolapse. I think that's Lactic Turkey Events and the Riverhead Raymonds for um, putting on this wonderful event as a precursor for the toughest, um, most brutal, longest, shortest day race in the world coming up in June. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. Last person standing event, um, Crush the Cargill. So it's great that you could um, put on this event as a... Um, Warm-up, really? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks, guys. Mm. Yeah. What else is there to talk about? Well, oh, what is there to talk about? You've got a race coming up soon. I have got in two weeks' time, Ultra Trail Australia, hundred k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you think you'll go? Well, I think I'll go up stairs and downstairs. Yeah. What shoes are you going to wear? Uh, I won't talk about my shoes. Those um, are not mentionable. Oh, yeah, yeah. The ones that are falling apart, but hopefully they won't fall apart by then. Yeah, okay, no, fair enough. Cool, well, um, yeah, we won't mention the name of those pieces of shit you wear on your feet. Yeah. Uh, well, we did in the first, well, we didn't mention the name. We, we did talk about them in the first episode. Oh, yeah, we did. Because okay. we talked about child labour and pillage and rape and murder. Hitler, did we mention Hitler? Probably. He probably wore those shoes. If not, I suspect he bought the company. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. With that Nazi loot money and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, anyway, um, so... The socks, that, how about socks? socks? I will wear and gingy toe socks. As well, you're, you're actually wearing them right now. I am. So is this segment on socks we like to wear or socks we're currently wearing? I think socks that are good for you. Okay, well, I'm currently wearing socks that, um... Yeah... That are on my feet. Socks. Um, what, what socks help you running? No, you know, is there evidence that these socks that you're wearing, Drymax, actually improve your running? Uh, I don't know if you can call it scientific verifiable proof, but you know, your feet have got to be comfortable. You got to look after your feet, and you know, wear what makes you comfortable. I mean, if if wearing shopping bags over your feet made you feel comfortable, do that. That's um, true, yeah. Actually, and I think um, in our aborted um, attempt at a podcast last night, we did actually discuss, um, it did come up in conversation, like waterproof socks, like Gore-Tex socks, if it's such a thing. But I did it, I, I thought, yeah, plastic bags over your feet. If you don't like getting wet feet, why don't you wear plastic bags as like a sock, or maybe like over your sock, but under, like in, inside the shoe. Or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, but there is that complication of filling up the sweat and, yeah, and your skin dying and falling off. Oh. But I don't know if that's a big complication. And what, yeah, yeah, well, you know, and what do we say to death, skin death? Um, death, uh, we say go away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. go away. Don't, no, okay, don't wear the plastic bags on your feet. Speaking uh, of death, that 
episode three of Game of Thrones was awesome. Shall we dis- shall we discuss that? Seeing you run, it's been a hot topic of conversation. <laughs> well, you've got to you've got to think about it. I mean, if you were doing a last person standing event, then you couldn't think of better advertising than that episode yeah. of Game of Thrones mm. because there wasn't really a lot of people left standing. Yeah, you know, except what? for the ones, the dead ones, because they came back up. Yeah. I don't know if you'd... One, if imagine that, if we had a race where you could do that. Where you could actually die. Well, everyone who DNF could then restart. Yeah. How would the race finish? I don't know. Yeah. you have to kill the Night King. Oh, I bet he wore those pieces of shit shoes that you can't mention the name of. <laughs> <laughs> well, it probably did. They fell apart, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bloody yeah. hell. Right, okay. And took a bit of Dragonstone and everything fell apart. Yeah, okay, right. Um, he was probably wearing bad shorts too because they fell apart as well. Yeah, everything did. Yeah. He doesn't do much running, does he? He just sort of like walks. There's no urgency. He lifts his hands a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, throws a spear. Good javelin thrower. That's true, yeah. Rides a dragon. Not really, it's not really a runner, is he? No. Mm, anyway. No. Anyway. But yeah, it was it was it was it was an awesome um, episode that um, battle, you know. And I just loved that that long, long prolonged um, clip of all the people dying, and um, and then finally uh, Bran about to get killed, Ooh. and um, Arya coming out of nowhere and losing her knife and catching it again, just as she planned, and stabbing him. Yeah, excellent. It's good times. Good times. Yeah. yeah. Happy days. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, and then the uh, yeah, witch cro- dying. She'd already died at that point. Had she? Yeah, no, she died right at the end. Did she? Yeah. Oh yeah, she it did. Was dawn, and, and but were, she used up her magic. She's as good as dead. Yeah, let's just say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did a good job. It was interesting that she should turn up too. All the good people turned up. Really, of, of all the Game of Thrones characters, who do you reckon is the best runner? Who would be the best ultra runner? Uh, it's one of the the um, the the watchmen from the wall. What are they called? The uh, Night's Watch. Night's Watch. So one of them had to run from way up north and race all the way back to the wall to warn them. Oh no, that was Gendry. That was Gendry. He wasn't Night's Watch, wasn't he? No. Oh, okay, that was a pretty awesome run. Yeah, yeah. Because he collapsed like hundred meters from the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did pretty good. So he didn't finish. No, he was kind of like. Um, that Greek guy, Theodipides. Oh, is he? They ran back from the battle on Athens, or yeah, and then died. And yeah, we won, we won, or something, and he died. Yeah. Oh, is he? Was he running back to say that they'd won? I think so. Oh God, he could have taken his time, and he wouldn't have died. I mean, what's the hurry? It's not like because well, I always, I thought he was going back to, hey, we need more troops. Which which would explain the urgency. Well, no, I think they were going to like give up the city or something. Right. And because they thought they were going to lose that battle, and uh. then they would lose the city. So they, I don't know what it was really, but interesting, eh? Yeah, 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 sure. And that's the the where the marathon came from. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, apparently, he'd done two ultras two days before that, but that doesn't count. No, no, of course not. Anyway, um, so there's that. Curly, Curly oh. Jacobs, what a what a man! Yeah, yeah, he's he, he's um, for those that don't know, and you probably do know. So 
let's just assume you don't, Curly Jacobs is currently attempting to run the length of the country along State Highway 1. And um, what uh, what struck me is he, he's not doing it north to south like most people do. He's doing it south to north. Keen bugger. So he started down in um, Sterling Point on Monday morning, down on Bluff. Um, probably because he wanted to get out of Invercargill quickly. Because imagine, imagine if you're running down the country and it's like... Having to end up in Invercargill. Yeah, it's like, what, are you, what have you really got to look forward to there? Well, yeah, but, I mean, there is a picture theatre in Bluff, isn't there? A picture theatre? Yeah, a movie theatre. I don't think so. Uh, well, hang on, is, if, if you ran the length of the country, is the first thing you want to do is watch a movie? Well, no, it just reminded me about that guy, um, oh, the Indian guy, and he did Tauro Trail, and he got to... There, down in the Gargoyle Bluff or wherever, just in time for The Hobbit to be released. Ah, yeah, well, there's a movie theatre in, in the Cargill, not Bluff. Yeah, so you might have oh. that one. Yep. I'm assuming there's not a movie theatre in Bluff. No, fair enough. Um, but there's certainly none at Cape Ranga. No. Actually, all Cape Ranga's got the lighthouse, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So I don't know if you really want to hang around there long either. And I know Sterling Point has got a lighthouse. But it also has two cafes. Wow. Yeah, well, cafe, restaurants, or whatever you want to call them. Where's Sterling Point? Bottom of the South Island. Well, not not actually the southernmost point of the South Island. It's just the bottom of State Highway 1. Oh, yeah. When you drive through Bluff and bang, you're at the end there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So there you go. Um, yeah, you've got to work on your geography. I do, obviously. Anyway, he's going north, uh, south to north. Yep. He is on day six today. Is it day No. Yes. yes. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So that's Saturday. Oh, yes, you're right. Okay. And I oh, know, oh, look, you know, we're, I think we're, we're actually discussing this earlier um, at Park Run. Well, after Park, no, yeah, after Park Run, reading bagels. And... Um, where was I? You were at the bagel shop. Yeah, no, no, I was at the bagel shop. No, I just forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> um, oh, curly, curly, um, curly. What was I going to say? Day s- six. Day six. Day six. Yeah, no, we're just, we thought, like, I, I thought he was like slowing down or like he'd gone off schedule. But um, according to his, um, his, his plan that he'd thrown up on um, Facebook there, He's probably slightly ahead of schedule, if well, anything. He has, but I was a bit disturbed by that plan because it did have day seven Cheviot to Picton. Yeah. Which is 224 kilometres according to Google Maps. So that's... Now, is that going along... But he's not taking the alternative highway. He's going to be sticking on the... Like yeah, going up through Kaikoura and all that sort of yep, stuff. Yep, that was that one, yeah. But uh, it may be that he's that wasn't a that was a typo or something that can't be Chevy at two picked it in one day because that would be tomorrow. No, yeah, no. Tomorrow will be Christchurch to Chevy. Oh, I don't know. Well, whatever. There's a guy called Curly Jacobs running the length <laughs> of the country, um, south to north. And he, I think he's making a good fist of it so far. Um, but hey, if he misses out on the, the record for running the length of the country, he's probably going to get 
get the record for running the length of the country south-north, at least. Yep. All right. Good point. And... Oh, and he's a great guy. I met him the other day on... Was it Tuesday? Yeah, his second day. I bumped into him down by... um, down by Lake Waihola, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, great guy, really friendly. Yeah, yeah. What'd you talk about? Um, oh, we talked about Crush Chicago. Did you? Yeah. Oh, good. Actually, that's all we talked about. Oh, I said he was doing good, and I asked him how his legs felt. But mostly, the conversation was around Crush Chicago. To be fair, yeah. How did his legs feel? Um, well, they were still working. Yeah. yeah. Um, can't actually remember what he said. Wasn't really listening. What do you want to know about Crush Chicago? Um, well, it wasn't so much a conversation about Crush Chicago. It was more me sort of accosting him and saying, hey, I'm from Crush Chicago. Can you say a few words? Yeah. Oh, look, we've got advertising. Let's stop for an ad break. Okay. Leaf Cross Country Relays Ponydales are coming up soon. Yeah, on the 18th. 18th of May, 2019. Yeah, yeah. Are you up for the challenge? Um, yeah, I, I would say I am up for the challenge. And now for those um, people involved in the cross-country scene down these ways, um, the Ponydales are renowned for having shit weather. In fact, one year the weather was so shit that they cancelled it. Because um, it was up on the hills behind Dunedin. Um, and Which reminds me, we need to do the Rootburn Race Report. I can't remember why that reminded me, but carry on. Yeah, um... Okay, no, well, fair enough, yeah, so it's up on the hills behind Dunedin, and um, yeah, I think one year, one year it's just cancelled because the weather is so, like, crap. Um, that's what reminded yep. me about the route burn, because the route burn <laughs> was also cancelled because of the weather. Um, it was. Yeah, um, and saying that, though, nobody ran the Ponydale's course. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, sorry, well, um, yeah, the Ponydales, so, yeah, Harriers um, relay race down here in Dunedin amongst the various clubs, um, so, actually, you don't even have to be in a club, I don't think, can you, you can, um, anyone can enter, yep, yep, you can run as a team, or you can do a solo entry now, and, like, run, is it a 2k lap? So you can run a number of those yourself. It's pretty pretty good um, course. Um, oh look, there's a sixteen, no, ten k option. Is how can you have a, how can you have a team of one? So it's not a team. It's like solo. It says teams of one, two, three, four, four. Yeah. So you can have a team of one team member. I am my own team. It's like I am an island. Yeah. Even though, you know, they say no man is an island. Right, okay. Yeah. But anyway, it's a it's a really good um lap, two kilometer lap which has got a bit of up and down and a bit of logs to jump over and fences to run through and yeah. Bit of gorse, um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can do it in bare feet though. You've done a bare feet? Yep. Okay. Be a bit slippy, wouldn't it? It does get a bit slippy. Yep. yep. Especially that last bit coming down from the other side. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, Unfortunately, I'm going to be in Australia that day running the UTA. 
And I, I probably won't miss it because I'm on holiday for the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, there you go. So, so maybe I'll do the race report for the Ponydales. Yeah, that's a really yeah. good idea. Right, which could be similar to the race report from the Root Burn, except yeah. the Root Burn was cancelled. Yeah, right, exactly. And what do we have here? Ah, oh, free entry for children um, of intermediate school age and below, and all other ages. This is Ponydales, not Root Burn, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, were there any were there many intermediate children or below at, at Root Burn? Uh, well, it was cancelled. Yeah. Is there an age limit for, like... Probably is, actually. Like yeah. like a um, minimum age and a maximum age, or just a minimum age? No, just age? minimum, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no maximum age, because, like, at, um, at um, Kepler, you get a prize for being the oldest. Do you? Yeah. Who's the oldest person that's finished Kepler? Oh, I think they've had 70-odd-year-olds. Really? Yep. It's not bad going. Yep. But it's a prize you can only get once. So if you get that prize, like, when you're 65 and you keep running it for the next 10 years, yeah, you can't get it again, even though you're 10 years older. Ah. Which I thought was a bit of a bummer, but it shares it around, eh? Yeah, cool. But, I, well, I mean, this brings back, you know, why we only celebrate winners. Why not share around the other first prizes? Like, Russell Herring won that dozens of times, and he still get a prize. Why did he get prized each time, even though he won it many times? Why didn't they share that around? How come he was allowed to get it more than once? <sighs> yeah. Who knows? Anyway, um, yeah. It's, it's a, I mean, he deserved it. I mean, he's a great guy and, and, and an awesome runner. But How well do you know the guy? He gave me a lift to Tiano once. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he sounds like a good guy then. He taught me all I know about the Kepler. Did he? Yep. Is he a is he a Leith member? Is he? No, he's uh, another club. Oh, okay. How do you know? I don't know. I think he just said he. I just asked for a ride from somewhere, and he said, "Yep." Okay, yeah. ride. Oh, for for those of you who don't know who Russell Hurring is, um, shame on you. Dunedin running legend, New yeah. Zealand running legend. Yeah, no, definitely New Zealand running legend. Yeah, Kepler running legend. He he uh, he just. Oh, owned the Kepler for the 1990s, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what were you doing during the 90s, Steve? Drinking. Yeah, yeah. Smoking. You're a smoker. Yeah. Oh, look at oh you. no, I gave up 89, actually, so... Uh, yeah, no, I gave up smoking in 1989. I yeah. gave up smoking when I became a Christian. Okay, fair enough. Didn't give up drinking, though. Yeah, well... As far as I know, Jesus didn't smoke, but he definitely drank. I know. I gave up. I gave up stiff little fingers when I became a Christian. But you've since taken them back. Yeah, I've regressed. Obviously. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, yep. going to hell. Yep. We had that discussion in the last episode too. I think. Oh man, did we? Okay. But oh. we can do it again. I think religion is one of those things that doesn't get covered enough. Yeah. 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 Same as politics, sex. Death mm. and other taboos. Yeah, and other taboos. Yep. Oh, goodness me. I just got a message from Becky Nixon. Yeah. It's Adam Keane's support crew. Oh, and what does it say? And um, what does Becky say? Whoops, I just closed my phone. Hold on. So, um, Becky says that Adam is so consistent, it's crazy. 
which when you look at his times, it is pretty amazing. He's been like 53, 52, 53 minutes every lap. And uh, and she says he's on the coke now. So um, that's probably a good sign. Um, I don't think she means cocaine, but it's Adam. So yeah, that would uh, make you run pretty good, wouldn't it? Cocaine. Might get your heart rate up a bit. Yeah, well, that's all right for a short time. Yeah, yeah. And he's only got to go for a short time more, like 12 hours, maybe. Well, it depends. So what do we want to say to Becky? Actually, maybe I could bring her up. Did they, did they just, so there's no cutoff for that, right? They haven't decided to introduce their cutoff so the organisers can go back to work on Monday or anything like that? Uh, no. So it will literally keep on, if, if, if people keep on running, it will keep going. It will. Yeah, okay. But I reckon if they get to the high 30s in hours, that's pretty good. Yep. I can't imagine them getting past then. Okay, right. Yep. But you never know. You never know. Adam will um, go until he's dead. Um, I suspect Sean Collins will go until he's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that I've ever met the guy, but he's got some... I've heard of him. Is he the guy from, what, Flaccid Turkey or something? Lactic Turkey, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Lactic Turkey. Oh, Lactic. Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, fascinating, isn't it? So we're going to talk about the root burn? Ah, uh, yeah, give us your race report for the root burn. Okay, so... So how did it go? Yeah, well, I wasn't actually signed up for the race. Um, I got offered a half-price entry, but chose not to, because I was just running it with some friends. They were paying for the race, so I wanted to just enjoy it with them. So um, anyway, we went down on uh, Thursday, and... Um, and uh, I ran up Ben Lomond Thursday afternoon, which was awesome. Yeah. Beautiful day. Beautiful day. But the weather report was not looking good for the weekend. We thought, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. So they were saying, oh, it's likely to be cancelled on Saturday, but we could still run it on Sunday. So in that case, we thought, well, we'll still have to go down to Tiana on Friday to do the race briefing. So on Friday, you know, they're still saying, yep, come to the race briefing Friday and we'll talk about it Sunday. So we had to go to Tiana. Um, got to Tiana, went to the race briefing. They said, "Yeah, still might be on on Sunday. We'll let you know Saturday lunchtime." It's kind of that's kind of dumb if they postponed it a day, but you still had to go to the race briefing at the original time. Why don't you just do the race briefing a day later? Well, they did. In the end, they did actually um, put on another race briefing on the Saturday, or offer another one if it was going to be held on the Sunday. Okay, um, yeah. So they did say, you know, if you can't make it on a Friday, that's okay. And we had plans to be in Tiana on accommodation Friday night, so we went there. Went to the race briefing, stayed that night. Next morning we um, uh, we went to see the Takahi get feeded. Feeded? Feeded. feeded. You're, got, you're smarter than that, Steve. They were eaten. No. Fed. They were eat. Fed. They were fed. Fed. Yes, fed. Well fed. done, well done, Steve. Takahi feeded. Right. And um, oh. <laughs> so <laughs> we didn't get to see the trout farm, unfortunately. Whoa, <laughs> um, Steve's being molested by my dog at the moment. <laughs> he really is. God, why does he like you so much? Oh, oh he's got his lipstick out. Oh, no. <laughs> what is it? What is it? You can't. What is it about you that make you make my dog horny? <laughs> what are you doing to my dog, Steve? Why, why are you so sexually aroused around you? 
Oh dear. Anyway, um, uh, we saw the Takahi getting fitted, and then we we missed the trout farm, but we got to Sandfly Cafe. Oh, that's something. And uh, about midday, they let us know that the race was cancelled on the Sunday as well. We thought, stuff it, what do we do? You know, the weather doesn't look too bad at the moment. Of course, we're in Tiana, which is 100Ks from a divide and also not in the middle of the mountains, so completely different weather. But we thought, let's go run it anyway. So we drove up to the divide. Yep. Jamie dropped us off, and um, there was five of us started running over the root burn. And uh, the weather report was for wet, cold, wind and snow. Um, and you had all of those? No, no, we only had wet and cold. Sure wasn't too bad. Um, so there was water. The track turns into a river when it's wet. It's kind of cool. Have you done a river? No, I haven't. Oh, it's an awesome track. Done the Kepler. Yep. 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 So, um, yeah, we ran that and um, got picked up on the other side. And It's not really that far, is it? So what is it, 32Ks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is like six park runs, pretty much. Yep, six and a bit. Yep. Yeah. I had to keep running because Jamie wasn't there, so I ended up running about eight park runs. But, yep. Oh, okay, yep. Running down the road, and then he picked me up and said, oh, we can't get to our accommodation at Kinlock because the road's flooded. So we sat in the van and waited for the others for about two and a half, three hours while I drank the tequila and danced to um, my um, Spotify legendary playlist, which was pretty good, actually. It had Tom Petty and Pink Floyd and... Roger Waters and um, Bob Dylan, and yeah, there's some good music on it. It's okay, good playlist. Cool. Right, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have Spotify. I go for the legendary playlist. Right. Okay, yeah, I'll look into it. Yep. <clears throat> and then we waded through the water to Kinlock. Yeah, cool. So that's our race report. Excellent, well done. Yep. Do you want to know what um, gear I was using? Oh, I'm not interested in what shoes you're wearing. No, don't talk about the shoes. Uh, I had in gingy uh, toe socks on. You weren't wearing plastic bags over your feet? No. No? Oh, what? The skin didn't die then. I got my socks through the Wild Things website, actually. Oh, did you get a discount? I think I did, through VIP membership. Yeah. It pays to be VIP. Right, that's... Um, I think maybe we should do a, a Crush Chicago VIP thing. Well... I think we can sign up to become a partner event with Wild Things and offer people free entry. Isn't it more like them like partnering with us? Well, it is, really, because yeah. we've done a lot to support Wild Things. Um, we like to support these fledgling clubs and events and podcasts. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done a lot to support other you know, startups like Dirt Church Radio, Kiwi Trail Runner magazine. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Daily Times. Yep. <laughs> Kepler Challenge. Yep. <laughs> um, Indeed. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's good of Kepler actually putting on a um, uh, helping us with our lottery system this year for Crush the Cable. Oh, that's that's good of them. Yep. So anyone who doesn't get into the Kepler lottery will automatically gain entry to Crush the Cable. Oh, cool. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Right. Was there anything else we wanted to talk about? Well, I've got more gear that I use for Rupin. But... Oh, you weren't only wearing socks? No. Yeah, okay. I was wearing um, shorts. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Anything else apart from soft and short? I, I, I ultra aspire pack. Oh, okay, no, great brand, great, great brand, brand, great, great brand. brand, awesome great. brand. Yeah, yeah. One, one of the best, if not the best. If not the best. Actually, um, sponsorship. We need to talk about sponsorship at some stage. Right. Uh, uh, I, um, people are queuing up to sponsor us, and I Who's didn't queuing? want to sell out. Who's queuing up? I'm not telling. But, but yeah, they will. They will. They but will. yeah, but if anyone, if anyone else um, <laughs> out there would like to sponsor us, um, well, you know, you'll find our details. And we've actually got a phone number. So if you go to our, um, if you go to our Facebook page, and you'll see a phone number there, give it a call, and. Um, you might get the Edendale Volunteer Fire Brigade, though. Well, they're, they're you know, they're, um, I could tell you a story about the Edendale Fire Brigade. Really? Oh, it's not too much of a story, but, I mean, it is a story. Um, just, right. That's just a message from Becky saying the end, they're about to finish 100 miles. Wow, all right, go guys that are still going, um, which is um, Adam and five, four others. And yeah. four others, yeah. Right, uh, do you want to hear my Indal volunteer firefighter story? Well, it sounds like it's going to be interesting. Oh, I don't of course know. I do. Well, I don't know. Like, not all of my stories are interesting. But, um, I mean, you're familiar with, you're, you're familiar with Edendale? Yes. And, um... There is a, a dairy processing unit there, I believe. Yeah. Fonterra have taken it over. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So no, Edendale. You know, they used, they've got a bit of a dairy factory down there, and yeah, Edendale's probably about halfway between Invercargill and Gore. Would you say? Yep, about there. Yep, and um, just up the road. Oh, about is it about 10, 15 k's up the road is Matara. Mm-hmm. How many k's do you? Twenty, ten, fifteen. Um, moderate size run, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. going to run that sort of surface, yeah, yeah. Curly just ran that surface. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, no, so a um, bunch of years ago when I was at university, I had a, a, a took up a holiday job in, in Matara um, as for a contracting company there. So I, was, I mean, I was doing pretty menial kind of this um, kind of stuff, but it's not the point. But the point is, I was um, I worked with a bunch of um, volunteer firefighters, and anyway, we're we're at work one day and um, hey, the fire alarm thing goes off and there's a, a fire down the road and down in Edendale at the dairy factory or some sort of alarm had gone off there. So this um, these guys that I work with had to like, pack up and run out, you know, go down to the Matara fire station, get all dressed up, jump in their fire engine and drive down to drive down the road to Edendale to, you know, extinguish this fire. And they... And and this is where the Edendale Fast um, Service comes into it. Mm-hmm. They beat the Edendale crew to the fire in Edendale. Whoa! Mm. See, that's an interesting story. Well, yeah. Well, hey, um, it's entirely possible possible that the the Edendale Fire Brigade had been um, indulging in a little bit too much tulips. Right. Right. Hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Archie, chocolate's not good for you. Uh, you'll die. Yeah. No, you can't have chocolate biscuits. No toffee pops for dog. Hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so that's my story. It reminded me of a story when I used to work near Gore on my grandfather's farm and there was a um, arsonist going around burning hay barns. 
Oh. Every Rui community has got an arsonist, haven't they? There's like a, I think there's a Kaitangata arsonist. Yeah. There's an arsonist up around Duntroon somewhere. Really? Yeah, it's like every now and then, well, it's been going on for like past 20 years or something like that. Every now and then somebody's, they farm shit or uh, building yeah, well, it. This is, this is 1980, so it's before then. Oh, okay. This is my story, right? Anyway, can I carry on with my story? Uh, as, long as, I, as long as I don't interrupt. No, you can interrupt. Um, anyway, so so uh, apparently there was a arsonist going around burning the, the hay barn. So one of my grandfather's hay barns got burned and neighbour's barn got burned. And at one stage, they, they one of the barns went up and all the neighbours piled around to start putting out the fire and, and they got a, a rumour, heard a rumour that the arsonist was nearby. And so they tracked down the arsonist and then they, they found the arsonist because he was behind one of the sheds with his arms up like this. And they thought, what the hell? And they go around the shed a bit more. And here's my grandfather standing here with his World War Two pistol pointing at him. Wow. <laughs> my grandfather was a, a bit of a eccentric man who managed to keep his World War Two mementos. Oh, good on him. <clears throat> so what happened to that gun? Uh, it's, it's been, it's been um, disabled oh. and it's been kept as a family heirloom. That's a shame because we could have used it as a starter's gun. We could have, yes. We still could, but mm. it just won't make any noise unless you go bang. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I right. did actually use it rabbit shooting in the 1980s at one stage, which was probably... You went rabbit shooting with a pistol. It wasn't easy to hit the rabbits. No. I think the rabbits had a good day that day. So that, yeah. that pistol had probably shot a few Nazis in its time. No, he used it in the Pacific. There weren't many Nazis there. But there were Nazis. There were Nazis, but they weren't the Nazis that he was shooting. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Actually, my... I, I'm my, actually into non-violence, so I don't like shooting things. My my uh, my my grandmother nearly had a run-in with the Nazis during the World War Two really? in the Pacific. Yeah, she um, she lived on the Chatham Islands, and we're, we're digressing here, aren't we? Yeah, but it's kind of interesting, eh? Yeah. And it's related to trail running. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because I imagine actually um, on the Chatham Islands, they probably don't have a lot of cars there. They probably have to. They probably have to run a lot there. Yeah. But they probably got a lack of cars and yep. decent public transport. Yep. Wearing grass skirts and that sort of thing. Yep. Yeah. Well, anyway, no. Um, so yeah, no. My my grandmother, she grew up in the Chatham Islands, and she was due to catch a boat back to the mainland. Um, can't remember the reasons why she didn't end up going on the boat, but that boat was, um, what's the word for it, hijacked or commandeered by a, some, uh, like a German raiding ship or whatever you call them, or raiding, you know, the ones that, you know, the, they came over here and they were like laying mines around like waterways. Oh, okay. Yeah. One of those guys. Like pirates, like. Kind of, yeah, yeah. They, you know, they put like um, mines in the Hauraki Gulf and places like that. But they, yeah, they took these. Um, they stopped this passenger ship coming over from the Channel Islands to the mainland. Got all the passengers off, scuttled the ship, and then all these prisoners got dumped off at some island up in the Pacific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit, bit of a worry, really. Yeah. I think why why did they think that they needed to take over the world? Why does anyone need to take over the world? Compensating for something, I suppose. Hmm. Archie doesn't have that problem. 
Well, Hitler did only have one ball. Goring had two, but very small. Really? Himmler had something similar, but poor old Goebbels had no balls at all. <laughs> and that's a lesson that history books won't teach you. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Anyway, I think we need to wind this up, Steve. Uh, yeah. So, issues that we need to think about for next episode is um we need or you know episodes to come because we're on a roll now. Oh, we've still got to work on a jingle. We need to work on the jingle. Um, we need to uh, think about you know who to get as special guests. Yeah. Um, so we haven't really had a special guest this uh, episode, except Archie, of course. Thanks, Archie. Archie, a mongrel. And um, uh, and Becky um, communicating about Adam's pro- progress. Uh, and they have now finished 100 miles, which is pretty awesome. Oh, um, good stuff. Book reviews. What books are we reviewing? Well, we could review books if we wanted to. Okay, do they have to be running-related books? I think they should have something to do with running. Okay. I don't care. Sorry. <laughs>